live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Scott K. Nichols and State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your hosts, Brandon Reef and Jonathan Birdsong. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Crossroads Sports Radio, episode number 289. I'm your host, Brandon Reef. Be joined momentarily by my co-host, John the Birdsong. We've got an action-packed show tonight for you. Episode 289, we've got the NBA All-Star game that was here. Uh, you can call it a dud of a game, but All-Star weekend was here in Indianapolis. Me and John were down there for... Uh, the festivities, so me and John will kind of recap our time that we had down there. We'll preview the NBA, uh, second, second 20 games of the season. Uh, we'll also talk uh, some news and notes, some drama around the association, as always. Uh, we'll talk college basketball, Purdue, Indiana. We'll talk those two teams and about college basketball itself. Um, as well as college football making some news today. We'll talk about that and more. We've got odds. We've got Danny Bridges from the Indianapolis Recorder. that will be joining us as well this evening. So a lot to pack into this hour-and-a-half show this evening. Take your calls and more. But we can't get the show started without my co-host here, John the Birdsong. JB, how are you? Man, still looks a little kind of drained after the All-Star break, man. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, because it hasn't been a whole lot of professionally to kind of rejuvenate us, you know what I'm saying. But there's been some college, like you said, you know what I'm before you kind of chime me in, yeah, there's some college basketball that we got to deep dive into. But I don't know, man, other than that, man, feeling, feeling pretty good, man, for episode 289, man. So uh, wherever you want to start at, man, let's jump right into it. Yeah, let's dive right in. Let's go straight to the NBA. Um, let's go. NBA All-Star Weekend was here, as I as I mentioned, at the top of the – Top of the intro, we had uh, we had the skills challenge, celebrity game. We had three point slam dunk, Steph versus Sabrina. But the whole weekend itself in Indianapolis, after coming off a week before where it was sixty degrees and sunny, and how it was sixty five degrees and sunny today, uh, Mother Nature hit us with a big snowstorm, four inches of snow, uh, and very brutal cold temperatures on fr- or on Friday night and Saturday. Uh, it was rough, so it didn't really showcase the city that well for that. But overall, I thought the weekend in the city did itself good. It, it showed out very well, I thought, overall, besides the Draymond Green uh, comments about Indianapolis and such. But other than that, I thought it was all right. Well, you know, there's no there's no accounting for class when you talk about Dray- Draymond Green, man. So I will say that. I will also say, man, it was good, you know what I'm saying? Oops. It was good getting out. Uh, you know what I'm saying, in the Circle City, even though, you know what I'm saying, you put on a bigger coat, y'all. You know what I mean? That's what I did. Just put on a bigger coat, and um, it was good to get out. I seen some basketball in the series. You know what I'm saying? I seen Oscar Robinson. I was, you know, about four feet away from him. I seen Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? I know we've seen a whole lot of, uh, I, and we've seen, uh, did we see Devin Harris from Wisconsin? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Walking around, we see a lot of college, you know, some former college basketball greats who kind of flirted with the NBA. It was, it, like I said, it was really a good prime atmosphere. Uh, I will say, man, that the immediate, like the first time, well, the second, the first time trying to get into the crossover was a hot mess. To be honest right. with you, with the line, you know what I mean? But like, no, man, from the, the positives I draw back from it is that um, maybe second the Super Bowl, 
You know what I'm saying? Like as far as crowd size, I, and I don't, I don't even know you know the official numbers on that, but um, just incredible spectacle. It's almost like I use like everywhere you see basketball, basketball, something basketball related, whether it was, you know what I'm saying something from the you know, the history of the Indiana high school level or collegiate level, or like I said, this is just it was just a celebration of basketball until <laughs> we got to Saturday night, man. Which you know, what I'm saying I kind of wanted some of your thoughts on. Uh, Saturday, the spectacle was a Saturday night. Saturday night or Sunday night? Uh, both, both, both. Okay. So Saturday night, I thought uh, Skills Challenge, I thought it was good. Great showing for the Pacers, uh, winning the Skills Challenge and uh, yeah. kind of looking like they, they didn't really pack it in. Uh, you know, some of those teams pack it in a little bit. Anthony Edwards playing left-handed. But, uh, no, it was good to see them win that uh, on there, the three-point contest. I always say the three points should be the last event of the night because the crowd is the most hype of the entire evening <laughs> for that event right. um, there. So Dame Miller wins up winning that one back to back first time since Jason Capono in 06 and 07. Uh, there's a throwback name for you. Uh, Sabrina versus Steph. I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, you know, Sabrina was yeah. you know, just hit, hitting threes like crazy. And I thought Steph, I wasn't sure if he's going to be able to do it or not. But uh, I think there's some ways they can add to that one for next year. So I'm looking excited for that. The dunk contest, man, it, it it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It, yeah, it, it, it's time to move on. I'm sorry, it is either that or nobody want nobody. Everybody's scared. Everybody is scared. And and as Stephen A. said, you got to blame LeBron James for that because he never competed because he, he was too scared to lose. And uh, I don't know why he would be because he would win the damn thing. But, uh, yeah, it's Jalen Brown tried. He came out there, did his thing. But, come on, man, D. Brown, like, you didn't cover your eyes until you hit the ground. Come on now. Uh, Matt McClellan, we've been there, seen that. So, I wasn't mm. – I mean, how many times – how many years and how many guys are going to have jump over Shaq, right? I mean, it's right. – it's, yeah, I, I basically watched it, but I should have probably turned it off, just went to bed. Dude, I immediately started thinking about Aaron Carter, rest in peace. Did he have a song called I Can Beat Shaq or something like that back in the day, man? I don't know, man. We have to look it up, man. Um, but, like, nah, man. Uh, it's hard. It's a hard watch for me because you want to see players with prime names and players that catch a highlight every night be in the dunk contest. Jenna Brown's in the highlights every other night. This is true. So I, hey, John, real quick. I, I, are you – real quick. Are you on speakerphone or are you, like, on your phone phone? I'm on my phone. Why wow, I sound like I'm in a bubble? Uh, it just sounds a little echoey. That's uh, that's all. It was. I, I just want to make sure okay. it comes through on the Facebook Live correctly. That's it. But you can continue. You. Nah, is it is it echoey still? It's sounding better now, actually. Okay, I got you. So like, no, nah, man. Um, I just thought it, it just, it's just better to have like you know, saying prime time basketball players. Man, they had Obi Toppin's little brother out there. How many highlights of Obi Toppin have we seen all all year? And then Obi Toppin says, oh, man, in a, in a, here's the thing, though, Brandon. So we, let's be critical, right? Obi Toppin is in a free agent. You know what I'm saying? He's a free agent, right, at the end of the year, and he's got to get his stats up. He's got to get his profile up. Why wouldn't you get – why wouldn't you put your – he dunks – he has a highlight dunk every night, one or two. Why wouldn't you put your name – not your, you know what I'm saying? Not your little, or, yeah, you versus you and your, so like, man, it's not even the, like the, the players that, that do the most dunks per night 
It's the NBA. It's the NBA slam dunk contest, not the uh, G League dunk contest. If you can't Correct. get NBA players to do it, then you shouldn't do it at all. So McClung, because McClung, he of course he's 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 chasing an, an opportunity. He's trying to build a resume. Or if I can win, back, if I can go back to back to back, you know, what I'm saying potentially. Pass that time. I finally get. I finally get. I finally get me a run out there in Utah. Maybe I get me a run out there. You know, what I'm saying as a backup, backup in Dallas. He's but, a G leaguer. He's a Hall of Famer. Man, this dude averages triple. I do. Y'all I'll go check y'all some tapes. This dude is a, a walking triple double in the G League, but in the NBA, he's a, he's the, at best the fourth point guard, and usually teams only have three, two. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, like, no, man, they got to they got to yeah. figure out something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of figure it out, uh, back in October or no, sorry, November, December, uh, Adam Silver promised us we would have a great NBA All Star game. Uh, well, that some bitch was hot trash, hot. Crash. Oh, it was great to have Tyrese hit five threes to start. Um, nice. Dame Lillard won MVP. He took 11 more shots than Tyrese. Uh, him mm. and Doc Rivers and, and Giannis, those scumbags, they uh, iced out oh, Giannis, or they iced out Tyrese, so he wouldn't win that damn MVP award. Five of the seven, um, it was seven votes for Lillard for MVP, five for Tyrese. There was uh, so there was a two gap um, from Tyrese winning it. But yeah, those scumbags sitting there and. Uh, uh, freezing him out when he's wide open. Tyrese actually out there, God love him, he's out there actually playing it like a game while everybody else is out there and uh, taking uh, taking a wild shot. Scotty Barnes looked way out of place out there. Uh, you got mm-hmm. Carnathy Towns going for fit, the quietest 50 I've ever seen. Uh, just piss poor defense. I don't even count the points. I loved Silver at the end. He goes, congratulations to the Eastern Conference for uh, scoring the most points. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's a disgrace, John. Yeah, disgrace. Um, two things. Did he have a conversation? He, he scored 211 points. That was crazy. Yeah, 211 points, John. I didn't think I'd ever see. We, we, all, we all want him to be David Stern. He's not going to be David Stern ever. No. I did get to meet him on Saturday, though. I will say that. that, was, that was He's very cool. smart. He's brilliant. Marketing, marketing, no, very, he's actually player, I think, like me personally, Brandon, he's two player, pro player. So he'd he be like, damn, them teams, players, players, can, this is why we have, but like Brandon, that's, the, it's the all-star game. He had to fix everything. He had to fix the culture of the NBA before you get to the all-star game. You can just say, hey, man, let's just move the dunk contest in the middle. I think the all-star game will be, it's the fix. The fizzle, okay, right. So, like, you're right. The fizzle will be in the middle now, and like, the exciting part will be at the end. But it's still going to be 211 points, on. man. I still can't right. get over so it. You go to the game. Right, so you go to the game. You, it's still going to be a game where they don't take it seriously. I remember, didn't you? you Larry Bird was disgusted. When you were in your 20s, Brandon, listen, when you were in your 20s, didn't the All-Star game still mean, like, something like the All-Star MVP still mean yes. something? Like, that was Yes, like, even in my you know 20s, yes. So, like, it doesn't really mean anything now. It hit a wall it's, about 2011, 2012, probably. Yeah. So, I watched the, the 98 All Star game on Sunday afternoon after I got home from work, and mm-hmm. my God, it's a night and day difference. It was Jordan's last one, Kobe's first one. Oh my God, just some of the names of players, people playing hard. Do the, do and the, then the I players the understand that? 
Do the players understand that? They don't give a shit. It's for them, watch, it's for the vacation. We don't have to watch. We don't have to watch the All Star game. They don't know that. And the way the way things are like, well, we don't have to watch the All Star game. There's other there's other basketball on. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. If right. you don't put out a poor product, I don't understand why would you put out a poor product though? Why would you not go out there and try? Why would you not? Go I think I have there? a fix. Go ahead, because you said the Harlem Globetrotters should have been out there. No, oh, uh, basically. I, I think you limit the amount of players that are in it. I think you only go to uh, ten players. Ten yeah, players that are that are said that. go to ten. Go to ten players total, not not east and west either. Just ten total. They get a nice bump salary bump um, because the NBA is making a shit ton of money now. I don't, they really, get a nice mean, I don't even know, Brandon. Do they need but, to get more money? Hold on. They need hold on. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. Let me finish. Let me finish. So they get that bump, and there's only 10 All-Stars you pick. Only 10, right? Here's my thoughts. You do that, maybe as an also an incentive, they get an extra year. They can opt out if they want out of their current contract. If they if if oh, they man. if they win, nah, they can opt out an extra year early. But it's it's Team USA, which is Team NBA versus the world. That's it. I don't know, man. I I, I like. East versus West. I do too, but you can't do it now. You can't. We're trying to do a team versus the world. I don't even know. If, does that make a difference, man? Are they, are they, are they, they, it's like, you have to care. You have to care about. I can read. I'd I rather watch the big three I out there. I, I, damn. I'd rather watch. I care about every episode possible sports has ever been on that I've ever been associated with. I care about it. I care about the product. I care about what we said. You 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 check me today. This is this is real talk, y'all, in real life. I got so hyped. I did a video this morning, right? I didn't I mean to do it though. Time. I felt bad doing it, John. No, but like, dude, you have to take your craft, whatever you do, seriously. If you try to be serious about it, Crossroads Sports ain't no joke. Brandon Reed, Brandon Reed, uh, betting, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? That he tweets, that he tweets out. That ain't no joke. When I say, you know what I'm saying? Whatever I said about whoever I said about, you know what I'm saying? Whatever team. That's not no joke. It might come off a little satirical. My point, y'all, is like we always put our best foot forward in every in every show. If I had to made it, if I made an error, the brain goes back and checks it, or I go back and check it and say, "Hey, man, instead of San Diego Chargers, you know it's the LA Chargers, right?" Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? The NBA they don't do that, Brandon. They don't have that. Like the fans don't have to show up. They don't. Brandon, let me ask you this, man. There was, senior leadership, man. there was a lot of international yeah. traffic that came through the that I saw in the Circle City this weekend, right? Yeah. I think I think you said the NBA lost some of the All Star back in 2011, the All Star kind of thing. I think I think culturally, man, Brandon, that you know, say if we could, I don't like you know, saying we could step in, you know, say steep into that. When you see somebody that's doing very well for themselves. And they don't, you know what I'm saying? They they just kind of piss on it. Like, fans automatically tune out. That's that's what's happening. And if it doesn't get fixed, like, you, the Pro Bowl, what are they doing right now? It's like a skill. Like, that's a horrible. That's, that's a horrible program. Like, man, they got to fix get the All-Star game back to, like, where it means by personal pride. If it goes down to 10 teams, I mean, excuse me, 10 players, wherever, you know what I'm saying? But it has to be, like, Doc, come on, Brad. Doc Rivers was the All-Star. That was a joke too. He was a head coach. Two right. weeks in on the job. Um, this is, no man. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking back at it. 
it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just in 2003, which is the year I was graduating high school, little Brandon was going to graduate high school and go to college. That all-star game was one, West 155, East 145, and double overtime. That, oh, wow. <laughs> Right, Brandon. When it, I, I would, I would, we, 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 I ain't got my chalkboard with me. I wish I did. I wonder when Roy Hibbert, like when the Roy Hibberts of the world, start getting sixty million dollar contracts, like overpaid contracts. Where they, you, know, you know, what I'm saying. I think I want to say it's uh-huh. right around that time. You know, what I'm saying when you overfat a cat, they're going to automatically cash out early, automatically. And I think that's where it is. Two thousand fourteen is where it went up. 2014, the, the, the points per game went up by 22 points on average. Brandon Reeves. Brandon Reeves. Everybody point to LeBron. Why wasn't Zion Williamson? He, what he, he, why wasn't he in the dunk contest? What did he, what he prove in this short span of his career other than he can't keep it, you know what I'm saying, right. with, a, you know, say with a legit woman? Sorry. Right, 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 right. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, – Great. I will tell you the one thing that was good Sunday night, besides Tyrese Halliburton and him and putting on a, a nice performance for the local us locals here. The only other great thing about that night was that was a hell of a national anthem performance by Babyface. I loved it. I give you that one. I give you that one. I need to find. John, it. I'm that, gonna put it. I'm gonna that, it. I'm gonna repost that it. about put, brought me to tears. The wife was almost crying. She says this is so smooth and good. I said I know it. Hey, yeah, Babyface Road baby right there, I-65, right down the street. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 73 All-Star Games, John, I don't know, man. It's, so do I don't see, know. Because, so like, like, with, like, the whiff him, like, do we see David Lillard? David Lillard has two All-Star MVPs. Do you think he's as good as Steph Curry in any kind no. of way or form? Or, or he's on that level of conversation? Where, no. He doesn't. So... I'm just talking about his accolades. I ain't talking about what he, you know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about his accolades. So, no, they did the All-Star Game needs work. We'll fix it. David Stern, call me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, I always love a good NBA drama, John. The what's going on right now with Pat Bev, J.J. Redick, Doc Rivers drama, and Austin Rivers. It, I love it. J.J. Uh, chat back tonight uh, about an hour ago. <laughs> Um, wow. I, by the way, I love Pat Bev. I, I first didn't like him just in general, and then about well, Brandon, six, eight months you, ago, I started listening to his podcast. I like him a lot more right. now, a lot. But he's a podcaster, not a basketball. What is he? What is, what is he? Which he's a podcast aficionado. I mean, he's a great defender still. You can't be both. Yeah, he can. Uh, and not be taken seriously. I will tell you his popularity is, I guarantee it has went up two to three times more since he started doing podcasting in Barstool Sports. Guaranteed. He needs, he needs to, he needs to, like, he's not a basketball We can say the same thing about Paul George, John. Paul George got a podcast. Paul George is on a daggone super team, and he's actually playing pretty good. Kevin Durant. He's on a super, he's on a super Jason, team. Jason Tatum thinks he's the new face of the NBA. Who? Jason Tatum Jason said Tatum. it in an interview last night. He's he when LeBron retires, he is the new face of the NBA. Damn, I need to find that quote too. These dudes have lost their mind. I'll send it to you. They've he lost is the face of the you NBA. Got, you, you lost. You lost in the finals. 
You think Clyde Drexler, when he lost in the finals, said, hey, man, I'm the face of the NBA? No, sir. <laughs> That's a laughable, man. He went to Duke. He went to yeah, Duke. One, one year. Well, he should have stayed in. Damn. Damn. But so uh, he probably think he's better than Paul Pierce. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are some quotes in this, man, that uh, it's mine to take. Uh, I truly believe it's my time is coming. And it'll be well worth it to me. And he is the best player. He man. believes he's the best player in the NBA. Is he the best player on his team? He is one step away from separating himself as the NBA's best player, is what he said, per quote. He ain't, listen, if that's the case, then they should win the championship back-to-back. Because if he's the they best player, I year. think, you think so? They probably, they're I all pretty good, a, though. I think they got a good chance this but, year. But him and what's name are very close in talent level. Him and Jalen Brown are very close in talent level. Uh huh. It's a 1A, 1B. So don't be talking about that best player crap. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that, dude's, that dude's crazy. So, so back to the back to the Pat Bev, JJ, your thoughts? JJ Reddick, like so, like man, here's here's where it crosses the line for me. So JJ ESPN serves serves it because they got you know say household names and nepotism all on the set. So uh, Doc Rivers' son uh, also works for the, the, the worldwide, and they make it a back and forth between him and JJ Reddick. And then of course they mentioned Duke. They all play for Duke, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? And then of course. River's son, Austin, is going to take up for his dad. Well, I think that was a conversation different. You know what I mean? And then it, 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 makes, for, it makes it good for a soap opera because J.J. Reddick, unfortunately, man, I'll be honest with you, he kind of wants to bury the 1980s of basketball, of NBA. He thinks that is the most inferior thing. And then what we're watching right now, athletically, athletically, is the most superior. What uh-huh. people kind of trip up on, people, what people kind of trip on, uh, uh, Brandon, is that athletic? I, I agree with that statement, but this ain't the most high IQ basketball that we that we see at all. It's the most overpaid. That's the darn sure. But this ain't the most. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, it is not. It's not the most high. It, 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 and it's too young. Already, we talked about this during the All Star break. It's too young. We got kids, literally kids. The kid uh, Gigi Jackson down in Memphis. He's not. He's having a good season, but like Memphis is. I mean, you know, they stink. And he's having a great season. He looks like he can be a, a, a you know, say three and D. Like he can rebound, get to the free throw line. He's got a good three pointer. Like they think he could be the next guy. Like he's nineteen years old. It ain't gonna be. It's gonna be three, four seasons before that turns into winning basketball. So, um, but it's, it makes for good drama, though. But like for guys trying to play every day, be everyday players. Like I think it pulls away from they, they, they. What the, what the goal is? Giannis's goal is to win a championship. That's why they made the trade for Damian Lillard. Giannis's goal was to win a championship. That's why when he said this dude ain't even good as a bulldozer, he said give him the bulldozer, right? And got they got Doc Rivers. Now it's still a hot mess because they win three. They didn't win three and seven before All Star break. You know, saying the reason why David like Damian Lillard is here, and Giannis is here because they they ain't, they ain't for that clown stuff with Pat Bev is doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember seeing the, I remember seeing the other I remember seeing the other Lopez brother. Dancing on the sideline when, when yeah. before Doc Rivers got there. When Doc Rivers got yep. there, he immediately said, "Hey man, get that clown out of here!" And Shasho Bob is back on the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Giannis is getting every coach fired. 
they were talking about Giannis says like, yeah, I wish it, I, you know, I can't believe they got rid of such and such. And, uh, yeah, we've got, the, uh, I said on Twitter, hello. I mean, I got a hundred, 300, some 400, some likes, but I said, hello. Uh, you're, you've gotten the last three coaches fired. So I don't know what we're talking about here. Right? Fox, I mean, Fox left. Budenholzer yep. left. Yep. You know, if I fired, you know Griffin, what I'm Even though Griffin, Griffin, Griffin might be a guy, but, but yeah. I mean, you're good enough to get you fired. Good enough to get you fired, as the old Dan Dockage would say. Good enough to get you fired. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, they come in right now with Doc. It's not working. Doc trying to give up every freaking excuse you can think of, which sounds like an idiot when you hear listen to all those audio clips. Um, right. But we'll see what happens with Milwaukee. Uh, they're, uh, yeah, right now they've got the fourth best odds to win the uh, to win the title. Uh, I don't know if I have them exactly mm-hmm. to win it, but fourth best currently. I don't think uh, New York Knicks, John, oh, Knicks have six first-round picks over the next two drafts. Yeah. That's enough to get yeah, some that's pieces. That's crazy. They're going to probably offer the Lakers the world. And see what the Lakers will do. Or see, excuse me, we'll see what LeBron James is going to do for the Lakers. They'll offer the Lakers. The Lakers are going to offer them in the world. And he might think about it, but I don't think he wants to end up in New York. Not, not LeBron. He, he, t- he said he wanted to be a Laker. Uh, Does that mean on, they go for right. a secondary plan? Maybe. Then all of, some of those picks maybe stay. But, you know what I'm saying, they're probably going to sleep for the fifties on that one. Thoughts on the Pacers? Uh, they play on Thursday tomorrow night. They're thirty-one and twenty-five. Uh, we're nine games away from our forty. We were talking about uh, sixth in the East currently. Seems like everybody's getting healthy. We're just waiting to hear on Neesmith, uh what the update is. Yeah, this is the uh, this is where you do your playoff push here, and uh, you know, what I'm saying the winnable games. I know we went through it. Uh, kind of off off the off show. Uh, you got some winnable games in front of you, man. Don't have a slide. Don't go unfocused. You know what I'm saying? And then go into the games where you know you're going to have a talent, where you know the talent level just as good as you are or just as mature you are. Those are the games you really got to, you know, say mature. But. All right, I've seen a tweet that's just going crazy right now. Uh, like, no, Justin Fields. Now Justin Fields. You know how Justin Fields says he wants to stay in Chicago and he likes it there and all this. And uh, there's a podcast that came out about two hours ago that, one of the topics they were talking is about the goat debate between LeBron and MJ, and uh, uh, Justin Fields says, "I like LeBron. LeBron over MJ." Uh, somebody just tweeted out, "Fields Uh-oh. is going to burn that whole damn Dude, house down." Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. He really wants to get out of Chicago. Dude, you are losing your mind. Don't say that shit. They're going. You said burn it down. You're going to burn his house down, or the, wherever you're in the apartment complex. You're burn the whole damn thing down. You better be. You better be careful, man. Shit, uh, that's great. Oh, that's some goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, better, what else he, I got? He better, retreat a, he better retreat a picture of Steve McMichael and tell him, get well, Steve. I'm just playing. Hey, Mondo got released. Yeah. He's heading back home. I just saw it. Oh, did he? That's good. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. 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 Also good to hear Scott Pollard. Scott Pollard's, uh, uh, he's getting, he's getting his that heart. heart so, yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome that's news. Awesome. So, uh, good to see. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, John, no, it was good to be down there. NBA, the final push, the final 26, 27 games. It's weird. We haven't had any games the last couple of days, but um, we'll fire it back yeah. up tomorrow. Um, 
I didn't get. So I said I didn't really talk about the All Star, but Rising Stars game. I really enjoyed that. I did like Ben Mather and Jay Nivey shit talk that was going on. I, I appreciate that. And then Ben Mather yeah. won MVP. So, um, I put you on Twitter earlier, and I told you on Saturday, give me. Oh. And I hope Decon's listening to this part, and if not, we'll play it back for him. Give me Oscar Sheway fourteen to fourteen over Isaiah Jackson any day. The dude goes out and all he man, does is rebound. Those dudes, those dudes are gonna be. St- I listen here, man. I, I'll eat a little crow on both of them. Those dudes are gonna be stick around pieces for a little bit if they can ever get a, a consistent enough jump shot out of either, either one of them. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, the Pacers' rotation up the center would be incredible. You know, but um, nah, man. A bright, bright future with the Pacers uh, now and and looking in the future. They set themselves up pretty nicely. Right. Yeah. 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 If they can. Uh... It'll be good. We'll see if Pascal Siakam, Tyree should get his minutes back up to about 35, you'd think, um, here with the final push of the season. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, he, played uh, a long, he played a lot of minutes in, in the offseason. Like he did. He, yeah, he did. Well, that, that you know what that is. That's, uh, that's Doc Rivers trying to get his ass hurt out there. That way uh, they can beat Indiana. That's what that I is. So. Cool. Uh, Doc Rivers didn't deserve it. I did hear a rumor. I thought Doc was going to give his all-star money to uh, Adrian Griffin, but found out that was false. So shame on me for thinking Doc Rivers would do something like that <laughs> with his uh, with his ability. They the second best team in the East and made him the you know, the head coach. Yeah, should have. You know, but, I mean, he was planning it the whole time. Adrian Griffin's get to, uh, plan to get out of there. Now, there's there's some shady stuff, man, with with him. So it's. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure I've read quite a bit about it, but uh, we'll see what happens with him. I he, he couldn't be with a better team right now than Milwaukee with all that's going on up there with them. So, all right, John, we've got to uh, go bring our guest on. Uh, frequent guest of the program. Uh, I am very interested. I know we're going to talk some racing with him as well, but I'm going to be very interested to hear his take over the weekend uh, with All-Star that we just got done talking about with the – all-Star Weekend here at Indy. His thoughts on the whole weekend itself, I can't wait. You might as well get the record button, extra record button ready for the actual All-Star Game thoughts. But friend of the program, Indianapolis Recorder's own Danny Bridges. Danny, long time no talk, my man. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Doing Doing well. Love the weather. Yeah, it's nice out today. I uh, spent a little bit of time outside today. It was enjoyable. And, uh, you know, hey, I can't wait for the spring. Absolutely, yeah. I, I was out there with the dog today. We went out fifty different places, so yeah, it was it was good. Danny, tell us uh, you were out just as well this weekend, gallivanting through downtown Indianapolis. All Star Weekend was here. What's your overall thoughts of the weekend itself and how the city put on for it? Well, I wrote a column that comes out tomorrow, and I'll Beautiful. share a little bit. I'll share a little bit of that with you now. While I think Indianapolis. Pacers Sports Entertainment, the city of Indianapolis, et cetera, did a good job, not just a good job, a great job of hosting all the planning, the logistics, uh, all the different venues, everything and all the, and then some. I thought that the uh, the game itself was another lackluster one. I think that's a nice way to put it. Uh, the All-Star game is broken, and it's in great need of, repair, for lack of a better term, 
There's no defense play. There's no incentive for any player to play hard. And um, it's just a really bad product. And it's a shame that what capped off the weekend was that because everything up to that point was entertaining, uh, meaningful, left a footprint in terms of not-for-profit contribution, and just was a really good uh, a good party, as I as I put it in my column. I said the the, the All Star game is broken, but the the party is still there. So it's a it's a mixed bag at the very best. I just found that the game to be worthlessness, as far as I'm concerned. What was it, 211 to 186? So that yeah, pretty much tells you all you need to know. But uh, I don't know what they can do with the game. I don't know who hosts the next All Star game. But uh, they definitely got their work cut out for them. Golden State next year. Well, that's well, that's a great location as far as the Bay Area is concerned, and uh, obviously the hometown heroes will will be uh, displayed. Obviously, you'll see Seth Curry and probably uh, I said Steph. I said Seth. I meant to say Steph. Excuse me. And uh, you'll probably see Clay Thompson shoehorned in there as a reserve, if not a starter. But uh, regardless of all that, the game uh, was was just atrocious to watch, and uh, it just uh, just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm an old school traditionalist. I think players should yeah. get after it and go for it, but uh, they don't have any incentive to do that today. And uh, you know, we've got guys in that, in that game on Sunday who don't play hard every night in the regular season, whether it's load right. management or. Uh, restricted minutes and back-to-back, things of that nature. The NBA season is a grind, but the All-Star game shouldn't be an aberration. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I thought me and John were going over to the crossover event. I got into the crossover event, but the I was shocked with how the NBA and the convention center staffing made it for you to get in because it was a clustered mess to try to get around in the correct lines. There was no line guidance. There was no security. There was fights in the line because people were cutting it. And then once yeah. you got in, it was just, I, I was very shocked how that aspect of it went. Cause it was, it was a clustered mess. I thought. Well, when you've got events, uh, let's back up a minute. When you, when you've got tickets that are scarce for the game, if not impossible, you've got high mm-hmm. prices in my opinion, for uh, the Saturday night festivities, the uh, All-Star Saturday night, which is what, the dunk contest, the skills contest, three-point shooting contest, etc. Some of the events at the uh, convention center are, if not free, more reasonably priced. So that's going to be a premium on the demand for how many people want to get into maybe what they can afford or what they've got access to. And that's another huge problem with this weekend is how tickets are allocated, what the ticket prices are, uh, secondary ticket agencies getting their hands on them and driving the cost up even more. But no, I'm not surprised to hear what you say because the convention center, uh, as wide open as it is, it has its square footage limitations as well. And a lot of people were interested in the activities leading up to the game. So, you know, Thursday, yeah. Friday, yeah. Saturday were hot days in Indianapolis as far as accessibility and, and seeing what was going on. Yeah, you had you had timed entry at noon and three for Friday and Saturday to get in. I got in line at eleven thirty, and I didn't get in until one o'clock. That's tragic, and that's a complete failure as far as 
I dare say customer service, but the paying customer, the basketball fan, mm-hmm. however you want to term it. And uh, that's really yeah. disappointing to hear. And uh, I uh, I can't imagine the patient well, must have shown. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just, it is what it is there. But, you know, I, I did see a nice interview. Somebody said a father of brought his two kids and his wife. And they went to do the 3 p.m. entry time and to go Saturday All-Star Saturday night. Well, the, the convention center is only open until 6 for the crossover event. Okay. They didn't get in until 4.45 for a timed yeah. event they had at 3. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's, it's a numbers tweaks. game. I, I didn't realize those kinds of numbers were going on down there and how they were uh, limiting people and what the limited in-and-out times are. But it's a shame for anybody who uh, – waited to see X, Y, Z, whatever event they're looking for or whatever aspect of that and not be able to enjoy it fully, if at all. Yeah. Good, the good side of it, though, it looks like the city economic impact looks looks great. The, the donations to the Boys and Girls Clubs, to what the NBA donates and what the, 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 the players, um, you know, they each played for, I guess you want to call it that, played for an association. But it, it, the good side is what the economic impact for that host city is, and it's going to be good. Just kind of get one for the Super Bowl for the city. Well, certainly you want to make as much money. You want to spread the wealth as much as possible in the not-for-profit community. Um, but, again, I go back to the accessibility and yep. just how pathetic the actual game itself has become. Um, to mm-hmm. me, it's unwatchable. Uh, I have no use for it, uh, to each his own. I love NBA basketball. Uh, I just uh, I just don't care for what basically is an extension of Saturday night. How many dunks can we throw down? Uh, how many alley-oop dunks can we get? Uh, how many times can we shoot a three? I mean, it's just, uh, it's just tough basketball to watch if you're a purist or a traditionalist. I also realize that, I'm not the target demographic they're looking for. I'll be 65 <laughs> in May, so they really don't give a heck what I think. But I think that there's a lot of people that would like to see a competitive event on Sunday, yeah. on, you know, on on the All-Star Sunday game, and that yep. just hasn't been the case for many years now. I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. And uh, to be quite honest with you, um, I was glad when that game was over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. We probably had to. We probably had to strip it down and not have the LED lit up floor, and had to go back to a straight up hardwood. You know what I'm saying? Not so many lights and bells and whistles, but but I'm sure the networks will love that. But uh, no, it, it, it needs to fix for sure. Um, switching to auto racing, Danny. Uh, Monday's delayed Daytona 500. William Byron getting the win. Uh, and there was people talking to the questionable ending, but I was okay with it because I had money on William Byron to win that. So I was happy, but, um, overall I thought, uh, I thought good race overall. And I was actually a little bit more impressed with Kevin Harvick in the booth personally than, than I thought it would be with him in there transitioning. But your thoughts on the, how the great American race went? Well, um, restrictor plate racing is generally tied to one thing. A big wreck and how many cars are, uh, as a result, you know, out of the race. That uh, that late skirmish there at the end set the tone. Yep. The, the herd was thinned out 
quite a bit as far as competitors. Obviously, Hendrick is always going to be strong on restricted racing uh, on any track. Really, when you talk about horsepower, they're they're always going to be at, at the top of the list. So, not surprised that a Hendrick car was fast enough to win the race, but uh, how it came down at the end there, as far as the I don't know the last what ten laps or so uh, was was uh, was textbook. Uh, restrictor plate racing, so no big surprises there. Um, you know they're on to Atlanta this weekend, and that's a fast track as well. It's it's a, it's a different type of fast, but it's not a restrictor plate race. So it's uh, you know NASCAR has become in an interesting way to me. They cater to a lot of different disciplines, whether it be you know the road courses that they run, the restrictor plates, the one and a half mile levels, and of course the the uh, classic short tracks. So uh, they try to keep it diversified. Um, the TV numbers were probably not as good as they would have been on Sunday, uh, having the race at Monday at 4 p.m. But uh, all in all, they got it done. They raced on a day without rain. That was important. And, uh, you know, I, no big surprises. William Byron's a, a hell of a driver, and he's racing for the arguably the best team in, in NASCAR. So, no, no huge surprises, but uh, you know, doggone it, you like to see uh, everybody who's got a shot at the end be bunched up without wrecking. But uh, that just doesn't happen at Daytona with restrictor plates. Yeah, uh, on the IndyCar side, uh, we're about a less, uh, I guess, about a month or so uh, away from the start of the 2024 season. What storylines, Danny, are you looking forward to the start of the IndyCar year? Well, it'll be two weeks from this coming Sunday, to be exact. Oh, geez. All uh, right. Perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, that's uh, something I am looking forward to. I'm going to St. Petersburg like I do every year. I think the storylines are kind of mixed. I mean, you've got you've got uh, Marcus Erickson is now a member of Andretti Autosport. You've got Alex Pillow, uh obviously firmly entrenched at Ganassi. Uh, he's uh, along with, obviously, the great Scott Dixon. I think the usual suspects are in the hunt. Obviously, the same three guys are back at Penske. And, uh, you know, McLaren is obviously going to be strong with Rossi. And, uh, you know, David Malukas is out with a fractured hand right now. And, obviously, uh, Pato Award as far as the, I think, the most exciting young driver in IndyCar today. But uh, the storylines, I think, more so than drivers is the hybrid System? Are they going? When are they going to implement that? Which is an energy-saving system, which allows for more horsepower. It's a recovery system, actually. It's not a. Uh, it's not a gimmick, as much as I like to think. Uh, push to pass has become. But uh, no, I think uh, there's a lot of unproven qualities about this year's field, and there's also some concern about, hey, when are we going to get our hands on that hybrid? We're doing more testing. In fact, they're testing this week in Florida. So. I think everything revolves around Indianapolis 500. So you've got St. Petersburg. You've got an exhibition for a million bucks at Thermal Club. You've got Long Beach. And then you've got Birmingham at Motorsports Park there. So those all lead up to uh, the month of May. So that will give those guys a chance to, without an oval, get their feet wet as far as, you know, getting to know their teams and becoming efficient in the pits and things of all that nature. But I uh, I, don't, I really don't know what to think about the direction of IndyCar. If you talk to young guys like Pato Award, 
they'll tell you they need to do things a lot differently. The biggest thing that sticks out to me about the series is you've got a 12-year-old chassis. They haven't had a new car since I don't know who was president the last time they had a new car. So <laughs> it's, 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 an, it's, an old, it's an old thing. And I think it's a cost-effective measurement. I don't think that the series realizes, or I think the series does realize, how expensive it would be to implement a new chassis. Uh, so the car they've got mm-hmm. now is, you can definitely say, battle-tested. But uh, it's the same car. It's a spec series for the most part. Yeah, you've got two different engine manufacturers, but those engines are quite a bit alike in terms of how they're set up and how, how much horsepower they can make and the good and the bad and the ugly of each one. So, you know, it's a spec series, and I don't like that, but mm-hmm. it has provided some very spirited racing in the past few years. We've had some great Indianapolis 500s, which is really uh, the bellwether for everything. This is the last, mm-hmm. uh, next to the last year of the television contract for NBC. Um, I'm sure Fox and CBS would love to have the 500. But I'm not sure any network wants to be in the IndyCar business. But you can't cherry-pick the big one without taking a lot of the other races as well. In fact, you've got to take the whole package. So uh, yep. time will tell, but I'm interested and excited about the season getting started and uh, looking forward to uh, St. Petersburg. Hopefully the weather will be hot and no rain. Yeah, absolutely. How did uh, Kyle Larson's test go here at Indianapolis recently? Well, he, he, he got up to speed quickly, which is no surprise. Uh, he's a talented individual. Um, he can drive anything. He's won in everything. Uh, his effort will be first class. McLaren will provide him with a uh, a great race car, and he will certainly have every opportunity to distinguish himself. If he's not the rookie of the year and doesn't finish in the top ten, I will be flabbergasted. Could he win the race? Sure, but a lot of things would have to go his way for that to happen. You'd have to have perfect pit stops. The car would have to be impeccably balanced. And those things don't always just come into play because you want them to. But Gavin Ward is the team principal uh, year-round for McLaren. Obviously, Zach Brown will be in tow on the month of May. And Kyle Larson will have every resource possible to drive well. Uh, That doesn't mean it will happen, but I'd be real surprised if he's not both the rookie of the year and a top 10 finisher. Okay. Okay. Uh, last one for me, uh, IndyCar announced their schedule. Two things of note for me. One, they, uh, they moved Nashville to the last race now for the championship race, the last one of the circuit. And they also initially was going to move it to Broadway, but then now with the Titans, uh, uh, stadium going to be getting rid of, or getting new ones getting built in the parking lot where they used to have the old race. Now it's going to the Super Speedway. Your thoughts on that? Good move to have Nashville Super Speedway as the finish? I think so because I like ovals better than street courses. I do, like the perma- I do like the permanent road courses such as Mid-Ohio, Elkhart Lake, etc. But uh, no, look, there is uh, – NFL is king as far as a new stadium going up because they'll have concerts in that stadium as well. They thought they could balance the two together, the construction and the uh, the street race course, but obviously they can't. So it's a it's a good uh, it's a good substitute. Uh, a lot of people down there will say, "Hey, we really like the street course. It was a party and this and that, and that'll come back eventually." But 
Uh, I think they're fortunate to have a track they can fall back on, to be quite honest with you. And the attendance will be good. The people in the, the Nashville area have supported IndyCar with open arms. Uh, Nashville is a vibrant city at night, uh, downtown on a weekend. You're going to find a lot going on. And even though the track is probably, I think it's in Lebanon, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to say about 25 miles from downtown Nashville. That's close enough for everybody to get their party on. So I don't think you're going to miss much of a beat. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's been oppressively warm down there the last two years. Uh, year yeah. before last, it was extremely hot and humid. Hopefully that can go away a little bit. But the bottom line is IndyCar is fortunate to have a good partner in Nashville, and they're very fortunate to have a very uh, capable alternative venue for that race. Perfect. Awesome. I I just wish I wish they'd added a Texas back. I like Texas race every year. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, that's a disappointment. That is uh that's a, a great track to watch a race upon. I can remember back in the IRL days with Scott Sharp, Billy Boat, and Greg Ray driving so low uh, on the circuit that dust was flying up from the grass. And that's pretty crazy <laughs> when you're looking at 200 miles an hour. But there's been a lot of great racing down there. I do think it will come back. NASCAR is the focal point down there. But I do believe that you will see the Indy cars once again at, at Texas, if not next year, the year after. I don't think it's uh, off the off the grid forever, but uh, was a little bit disappointed this year. But to be honest with you, attendance had really dropped down there. Year before last, there might yeah. have been five thousand people there. Last year, a few wow. more, but not dramatically. So they've got some work to do. But I think in conjunction with the series, as well as the promoter in that track, they'll get it back again, and uh, they'll go racing there again eventually. Yep, a lot more ovals this year with the two Milwaukee races, the yep. Nashville race, and then the uh, Iowa races and Indy, of course. So I, I'm a big oval, oval guy myself, so I was glad to see the the, the good mix now with more ovals. On yeah, there. and don't forget, I, they call it uh, Gateway, Madison, Illinois. I call it St. Louis because you're just across the bridge. That's also a good, a good oval there at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. So the more ovals, the better in my book. But you're right, uh, it's been a while since IndyCar had as many ovals as it's going to have this year, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, my last thing, I uh, was watching a documentary on YouTube the other night. It was the, uh, it was the Rise and the Fall, and I actually went to one with my dad when I was younger, but the Rise and the Fall of Kentucky Speedway there in Sparta. Yeah, and, uh, Sparta, they had, yeah, they had yeah. a little casino down there and everything, yeah. I remember going down there, and I remember the last year we went down there, it was almost a nightmare. We got down there the day before, thank God, but uh, yeah. the nightmare trying to get in, and the race is already halfway through, and oh, gosh. Yeah, it was a public relations nightmare. If you didn't go really yeah. early, you you were in bad shape. But, uh, no, uh, Sparta served its purpose fairly well, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the IRL days of sorts, but the bottom yeah. line is, I think IndyCar is better on an oval track, whether it be the mile-and-a-half type thing, a mile-flat oval in uh, Milwaukee, and I'm glad to see there's going to be two races there. That's a doubleheader, as well as Iowa. So, you know, as I said earlier, at the risk of redundancy, the more ovals, the better. I couldn't be happier about that. And there'll be some, uh, there'll be some great racing on those ovals. I guarantee it. Can't wait. Can't wait for the IndyCar season start to get started. John, you got anything else? Sorry, I kind of took over there. No, nah, man, you do. Y'all, y'all wouldn't do it as a hose-o, man, because I was going to ask about 
uh, you know what I'm saying, with, with, with certain races, you know what I'm saying, no longer being available, but, like, how more races are are just popping up out of it. So, like, no, but, uh, the race in America is, is, is as healthy as it is, it, you know what I'm saying, as ever. It looks, it's, it's, I will it's, say it's, it's a travesty like, that the F1 won't let Andretti get into F1. I will say that. Well, that, that's a difficult thing, but I think there's a couple layers to the onion that perhaps aren't being looked at. Number one, these are some really greedy sons of guns in that series. <laughs> Bernie Ecclestone yes. made all those guys super rich, and they don't want to share the wealth. That's the bottom line. I don't think it's right. simply the Andretti faction not getting in. I think it would be the same if some other organization was attempting to do the same thing. It's criminal almost, in my opinion, that a former F1 champion's son can't get an opportunity to get on the grid. I know Mario Andretti is devastated by it. He said it publicly, and uh, I just can't help but think that uh, Michael Andretti's day will come in F1, but it's not going to happen soon. Some people think he's going to have to buy an existing team to get in. That might be a way in, but it really is difficult for me to understand with the momentum that Formula One is enjoying in, in, in this country with three races now, Miami, Austin, and Las Vegas, that... They can't see the value of the name Andretti supported by General Motors. Uh, that's just mind-boggling to me. And, you know, I I wasn't surprised, but I was very disappointed. Yeah. Yep. That's the great Danny Bridges, Indianapolis recorder. Danny, thanks for joining us again, sir, and we hope to have you on again soon. Look forward to it. Take care, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Yep. Thanks, Danny. Absolutely. Good night. All right, John, that's Danny Bridges, Indianapolis Recorder. Always a great to talk with him, whether it be uh, local here going on with, with our local sports here, Pacers or whatnot, and then as well as uh, auto racing. So me and him kind of – me and him did a little uh, one-on-one there with uh, with IndyCar and NASCAR. <laughs> looking forward to it. So uh, great, great information there uh, from him. So looking um, – That'll be up on the podcast as well. So, and John, I'm sure we'll get some clippets for that to uh, to put out on the on the social media feeds. Uh, let's bring our guy on here, Decom. What's going on? Where's he at? Hello, Decom. Call back. I'll put him on hold again. He must be on. He must be at the uh, roulette wheel. So we'll get him back on. Okay. Let's go. Uh, we'll bring him on after this. We'll go college basketball, John. Uh, Purdue lost to Ohio State on Sunday. Uh, Kind of a bad loss, you know, overall. uh, uh, Lawyer hasn't hit a three. He's hit about as many threes as I have the last four games. Um, They play Rutgers tomorrow night. Still up in first place in the Big Ten. So, um, Mm -hmm. UConn losing last night by 20 to Creighton. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I took took Creighton plus two and a half, and I thought it was dead in the first half. But they – they came back, um, got the dub. Hoosiers, John. Hoosiers lose to Northwestern, who was without their second-lead scorer, and Boo Booey, who was playing horrible. They've lost eight of their last 12. They've played Nebraska here in about a half hour. Uh, Mike Woodson says it's must-win the rest of the way out. Uh, it, it is. A couple Nebraska, things. And couple Nebraska things. Won a big, they won a Big Ten row game. No, a couple things. Favor. They haven't won two in a row. Hoosiers haven't won two in a row since December. Um, number one, Woodson says, quote, it said to yesterday, quote, I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. 
I'm just going to build this team and put them, put them in the best position possible and see where that leads us, quote. Um, Woodson also said on their struggles, John, in his post-game press conference the other night, and then he got roasted not only by me but by uh, Indy Sports Radio. Uh, yeah. We don't – on their struggles. Well, we don't have our point guard. Uh, there's obviously talking about Xavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, Penn State was without their leading scorer, and Northwestern was out without their lead, number two leading scorer, and they still came out and beat you. So I, I don't want to hear these excuses from Woodson on, well, we don't have – you're you're better without Xavier Johnson, I would say. Your guys are just right, new. I think part of the record, they are better without Xavier Johnson. Yeah. So, so. Like, get it I together. Get, I, get, I get it in his mind from a talent standpoint. Right. The best version, the best version of Xavier Johnson, right, uh, it was, you would want to have out there. I want to go back to the statement, Brandon. I ain't going nowhere. I, you have to be tip of your words, even even right. when you are here with the Indiana media. It's kind of soft. And I don't mean soft like it's pump, but it's kind of, it's kind of soft. It's not really going to deep dive onto anything. You know what I mean? It's not. Um, Nothing not, not like a large institution. It's not. Not like IE. So, like, I ain't going anywhere. Yeah, we know you're not going anywhere. But, like, there's a better way to say that. And it's a better way to probably instill some, like, you know what I'm saying, some into this team. Like Indiana, you talking about must win. It was must win three, four, five games ago, man. Right. Now it's must right. win. So um, uh, he also. I kind of just temp- yeah. Go ahead. I, I I had fun last night. Um, I ain't going nowhere. Derek Derek <laughs> Queen, who was the big recruit, uh, was narrowing down his choices. IU and Houston and Maryland and another place were his big spots. Um, Last night, it came out that he wasn't choosing IU, and then officially announced today he's going to Maryland. But last night, John, I got on Twitter spaces, and I infiltrated some IU spaces. Oh, my God. You would, John, you would act like the world is coming to an end for these, for these IU fans with not getting this guy, this Derek Queen guy. You know what? I saw somebody say it perfectly today, and I even commented. I actually talked on the on the things, and I, I didn't say I was a Purdue fan or anything like that. I just said I called a basketball fan and what to expect from IU. My thing is, John, Mike Woodson isn't as worried about tradition, but I, I, I – not tradition, sorry. He's not worried about the getting the winning and all that. He's more worried about getting – the players, getting them the best opportunity, getting the best guys in there, whether they fit the program or they don't. Yes. To get them there, just associate them with the name and then, Hey, let's get you in for a year and then get you to bounce. Right. I saw a quote. I, um, when Mike Woodson was hired to IU and what his thing, he said he was going to do was that he was his job and his goal was to get IU basketball back up to national championship standard. Has he even came close to doing that since he's came back to IU? Has he even sniffed it? Yeah. No. I mean, uh, Not even. A little bit. No. No. Guys ain't – yeah, everybody ain't diving on the floor. You know what I'm saying? We're not, they don't necessarily need anything. The Big Ten, any you know, distinct top five category. They're a long team. You see the potential for the, when, the, when these guys are going to be 24, 25 down the road, you know what I'm saying? But damn, you need the, you need it right now. 
So like, how, how? Why can't you coach to their strengths, and why can't you know what I'm saying they can't be smarter basketball players? Because they make mental, they they make, they make small mental mistakes where you know what I'm saying where, where not necessarily knowing where their defense proper defense they're supposed to be. In. So yeah, those kind says, of things kind of show up on, uh, those kind of things. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying he says like it's my job to bridge the gap between young players who don't know Coach Woodson and the old timers. I'm going to bring back all the old timers, just like the old gays. We're going to bridge the gap between oh, old and new. The players are looking for that's me to get them where they need to go, and I'm looking to them to get Indiana basketball where they need to go. Like, it hasn't happened. It's four years now, three years now. It hasn't happened, right. Woody. Um, I don't think he has it to go out and recruit like he needs to. Um, I think no. uh, he just damn because he was talking and he said something about uh, getting this this team back to how Bob Knight had it uh, with the people caring about Indiana. Some would say I think it's even worse than what it was with the players caring. Uh, Khalil yeah, Ware, this, do you think he cares? He don't give a shit about IU. He don't give a care about the program. He doesn't give a care about the history. Not, how many of them do? They did. And that's where it starts. That's where you have to get them. And if the fans see through it, it's it's simple, right? Everybody sees through it. The fans are seeing. It. I use fans. That's why they're turning on them because they see through it. These guys are here just to make some nil money. And now it's even more personal because we're wasting money on it. And I said we're we are we're they're right. wasting nil right. money on these players right. that right. they don't care about the the the, 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 the program. Right. And I'm sticking up for IU here. This is crazy. It's a bizarre world, man. Crazy things have happened. Scott Dolson says, throughout this process, I was looking for someone I could partner with to return Indiana basketball to a level of success that Hoosier fans have come to know and expect, and Mike is that person. John, I'm going to ask you, we're in year three. Is Mike that person? Is Scott Dolson that person? I retort it back to you. He's the main constant in effing this all this IU program up, Brandon. I, Mike Wilson's not the head. He shouldn't be the head coach. I answer your question. But I don't think the athletic directors they have, who's he listening to? They write the, the, the IU Alumni Association. Yeah, he does play-by-play for the Pacers, and he sounds like crap. There's no way he's asking that. Then why don't they go out and bring it? I'm hearing Quinn Buckner has a lot of pull for that athletic program. Then why don't they he's go He's on the board. Have you heard? Did you hear Cooper Flash's name mentioned with IU? You didn't. Did you hear uh, mm-hmm. any of those kids that you do? Everybody just saw, like you know, say hook them up and beat uh, beat UConn. You know, saying you know, say uh, uh, last night. Did you, the, no, I you don't go after like even like mid major like guys that you know, say just just, just that can win basketball program. Like when they're still going after this super name guy that's probably going to be somebody down the road, maybe. Hopefully, you're still trying to play a Calipari game, but Calipari got—he played a different game. Right. He can lose games. He can lose games, and the fan base is okay with it. Oh, we had a—they really do. Ashley Judge still really cares about Jamal Mashburn's draft status because they didn't win that championship. He bleeded, Brandon Reese. Let me ask you, you know, this. So like Kentucky, but like no nah, man, and that's Patino anyway. But like no nah, man, he's Calipari is good. I used trying to do the same thing that Calipari is doing. It's not gonna work. If you're IU Athletic Department, if you're Scott Dolson, 
who's already made mistake after mistake after mistake down there at IU. If you or him or even the president or whatnot, if you have positions open, you're going to have Louisville open up. Kenny Payne will not be there. You've already got Ohio State opened up. Those are two regional teams that – Program level wise, known brand. Those are two known brands like IU, right? Right. If right. if you're Scott Dolson and you catch word that Dusty May down at Florida Atlantic is going to come back up, and Ohio State and Louisville both have their eyes on you on getting him. Yeah. And he said he would love to come back to IU, right? He said that. You know, he'd love to be back here at IU where he was at previously. Mm-hmm. At Dolson, do you just say? At what point do you say, Mike, it's been good, but I got to get somebody young in here. I got to get somebody that can build this program how we need it to be. Dusty May could be that guy. Or does IU, as they've done in the past, do they let it just slip through their fingers and they stick with what they got? And then they, you know, Dusty May's winning Big Ten championships, possibly at Ohio State, or you got Louisville that's beating Indiana in a playoff game uh, in the NCAA tournament. I think you got to pull the trigger if you catch wind that he's gonna one of those two uh, positions is trying to grab him. I don't know, right? But I think he might end up staying down there in Florida, Florida Atlantic. You think? But yeah, but it, it, who knows, man? Because then like one of those power five schools will double his money, and then boom, he's back. But like, man, I what, he has to be a little bit aware. Like he, he, he he's kind of like Holtzman. He is. He's kind of like so. Like I, I get what you're saying, but like it was a short term. It was a short term and short burn for. For Coach Holtzman at Ohio State, and I kind of want to know. I hopefully there's somebody you know saying writing that beat. You know saying they can kind of like what happened that fast. He had a couple guys go turn pro, and you know saying the kind of the, the wheels kind of fell out for him. Uh, but like no man, um, yeah, you have to know. But to answer your question, no, Brad, you have to pull the trigger. All you have to know is this guy, whoever knows, even if it's Billy Donovan. Who might not make it out of the Bulls? You know what I'm saying? Season as the head coach. You know what I mean? At the end of the season, man, you have to know if there's some interest uh, with a better coaching, with a with, with a better, with a better, more experienced coach. Those would be two two new things to be on my chalkboard if I had a yeah. say. Okay. Um, switching over to college football real quick, John. It was noted today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the college football committee has approved the new five plus seven model. Five conference champions, and then the next, yeah. the next seven best teams for the twelve-team playoff. Um, you're getting your five highest-ranked conference champs, and then the next seven teams at large, highest-ranked teams. <clears throat> A caveat to this is Notre Dame, John. Notre Dame yeah. will not fall into the top four that gets a bye ever. The way that the parameters are set, and I've heard three people say it today, what? Notre Dame will never be in one of the top four teams to get a bye. Because what? since they're not in a conference, you have to be in a conference to get one of the top four buys. So for they're them, the no, they are not. Nope. The, the, the college football committee does not acknowledge that. So they would get a home game, but they would have to win four one and done games to win it all with the new format, the way it's going to be. So they try to they try to put Notre Dame in a trick bag. You got to yep. join the Big Ten. Absolutely, that's exactly what they're putting. Nah, don't do it. I won't, they won't do it. I read through the paperwork today. I read through the stuff online today, and I read even – I was listening to uh, some stuff in Chicago, 
and that's how the rule states Notre Dame will never be. A, they can be fifth. The highest they will ever be is fifth. They cannot be a top four seed with a bye. That's crazy. That's crazy. Check this out, bro. Austin, check this out. What if they said, no, we're not going to join the big two. No, we're not going to. We're just going to keep it real with the ACC. They've been our buddies. We're going to be their buddies. Because they try to muscle. They, like the big ten at SEC is trying they to muscle the out the ACC. Because like Notre Dame, if, the, if they merge, but like Notre, if Notre Dame comes to the ACC football, like it, they kind of come to shot caller. Remember how Texas was a shot caller in the Big 12 for so long? If that happens, I would ask, I would say whoever's the ACC commissioner, you would have to ask the West to whatever Notre Dame kind of needs. I'll be yeah. real. So order, your, your, your buys, John. To survive. Go ahead. Yeah, your buys are going to be I the would, ACC champion the Big 12 champion, the SEC champion, right. and the Big 10 champion. The fifth seed would be the first of the non-champion-wise, and that could be Notre Dame. That's the highest they could be as the fifth seed. They should, Brandon, they should do a, a year-to-year who want to be in your conference. <laughs> <laughs> just, just change conferences every year? Well, to be honest with you, do it like every two years, three years. Notre Dame fans are not happy. They're not just go into a conference. Times are changing. Go to a conference. Um, other thing, trying to figure out the, top, the the playoffs for the top twelve. John, uh, I saw Pat mm-hmm. Forty put out a report, or not Pat Forty, but Pete Thamel put out a report right before we went on live the show. They also yesterday during the discussion of them going to a fourteen team playoff starting in twenty twenty six. I say you might as well yeah. go 16 and just rip the Band-Aid off and do the full 16. 32. Well, here's the problem. The schedule, John, the way it's looking, the national championship is going to be at the end of January, most likely, because we're going to have playoff games through the middle and late January. You're going to bleed into the NBA, more into the NFL? Yep. They are. That lit. They are. I, I, that, you got to be careful about that. Now the NBA and NCAA can kind of bleed into one another because those 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 are basketball fans. Those are basketball fans looking for two different basketball experiences, right? When you talk about college football and how serious people take that, and you talk about professional football and potentially how you know say it would you know say as you're getting closer to the end of the season, how people serious take that is when you talk about playoff implications. They ask for a very combustible fan base because those fan bases are. The same, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, wow. So like that's that's amazing that college football is is kind of pissing in the pool. Yeah, we'll see exactly. If they allow uh, how far that goes. Thank our sponsor, Scott K. Nichols, State Farm Insurance, Maverick Custom Motorsports. Without those two, we would not be able to do our show. So thank you to both of our sponsors for that, John. Um, Dak Prescott's people, I think they're just about crazy as everybody I know. John, uh, Dak Prescott's people, there's a quote that came out that Dak Prescott is going to command $60 million a year on his next contract. To, to flounder? <laughs> I mean, Dak Prescott is a, a winning quarterback, but you want Dak Prescott to flounder? You're going to give him $60 million to flounder? Ugh. Dak, Dak Ugh. Prescott is good on the mic. He's good on the mic. He's good commercially. You know what I'm saying? He's good for about about twelve weeks. 
12 weeks out of 17, he's good. Not great. He's good. And they're holding on to him. And he's puffing up. His, his, his numbers are going to be inflated just like Tony Robles is because he played for the right. star. Yep. So $60 million down. Man, 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 Jerry Jones ain't signed that. Penny signed that check. Um, Russ Wilson and Steeler t- uh, talks are heating up. When Russ gets released, that Pittsburgh will be a team that will be going after Russ. Uh, I'll be all right with it. Bring him all, bring all Russ in. Steelers country. It, let him ride. Yeah, it improves. Oh wow, it improves the uh, the quarterback room for sure. It does. And that's what we need for sure. I mean, he may suck. And I, Hopefully, he doesn't. But he's better than what's in there now. Can't be no worse than Trubisky. M- Mitch is gone, by the way. They cut him. I know. I'm saying he could be no worse yeah. than Trubisky. Yeah. So give me Fields. Give me. Uh, oh wait a minute. Give me Fields or give field me Russ Wilson. <laughs> one of the two. All give me either one. Get them both. Get them both. Bro. <laughs> Just get them both. Let's go. Go all in, get right? Uh, John. Inside, you know, yeah. Uh, NFL franchise tags have opened up for the next two weeks. Um, Michael Pittman. Your thoughts, Michael Pittman franchise tag. Will the Colts do it? Will they not? Will they sign a long-term deal? You've been talking all season, John. You kept saying, I don't know why they haven't signed him yet, Brandon. I don't know why they haven't signed him. How you yeah, think right that was now? Right. Well, somebody, it was kind of like, you know, saying, any, mini mighty, mo, who's going to get the, the franchise tag, either him or Jonathan Taylor? Well, we all know now Jonathan Taylor. Then as soon as I, I see Jonathan Taylor sign for the money that he signed for, I said, oh, wow, somebody's getting the franchise tag. And uh, Shaq Leonard's gone. So, and he was already on the contract or whatever, but like, and then the, uh, there's some other homies who's on defense that they're not good enough to get a franchise tag from their numbers. Uh, but he is. So I think he gets the, uh, you know, a 20, I mean, the franchise tag for him is probably not bad. $26, $27 million. Granted, he, I don't know if he's a top eight level receiver. He's just a dependable coach receiver. That's brutal. That's not brutal. That's just brutal. That's just the truth, man. I think so. Like substance. I mean, what he the numbers that he does and, and per his target in his defense, he's had a smorgasbord of Neapolitan flavored quarterbacks. What did you want? This guy, Gardner Minshew. This guy. Right. Uh, who else? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You, uh, Philip Rivers. He had a bunch of quarterbacks that he played for, and he still maintained a consistent numbers, man. So. Um, unfortunately, it's just not long-term money that they can invest in better than okay numbers. If he was a stellar, like and they, every time they, you know, saying whoever quarterback they found him in the end zone and he was lighted up every year for like 19 touchdowns and you know, what I'm saying how many yards, you know, what I'm saying six, seven digit yards, you know, what I'm saying yeah, but like it's, it's not like that for him. So franchise tag, it'll be a year case by case. It'd be good. It's a good position for him because then he can set the, uh, you know, because you could also say have him look back to the Colts when they played the Falcons uh, when uh-huh. he was out. Uh, four catches for the entire wide receiver team. Four catches for wow. 68 yards. And 32 was on a play by Alec Pierce late in the game when they were already down by double digits. So, yeah. Uh, if I was his agent, I'd say, just look at this game, folks. Do we need to pay the man? We need to pay the man, you know? <laughs> and uh, we'll see. You know, I, you look at other people kind of in that spot. I mean, Mike Evans is going to be looking for a new contract as well. 
from the yeah. Bucks. He's a free agent. Can the Colts go in there and get that? Do the Colts look? I, I, it's it, we're one day away from AJ Brown just going off on Philly again and demanding a trade, right? So maybe <laughs> Ballard looks that route too. I don't know, but um, I think you got to sew him up, and I think they will. Um, but here's the thing: they have they can put him on the franchise tag, and then they have, I believe, until June to sign him to a long-term deal. So that gives you time as well. You don't have to. You were not going to lose him. You got plenty of time to to work it out. So uh, more to come on that. Oh, oh, Deacon was on. He's not on anymore. I was going to try to bring him back on. Oh but, man, Deacon, you got a little more time, man. Call in. Deacon's, uh, yeah. Um, Indiana State lost twice this week, John. I feel like now they have to win the Missouri Valley if they're going to get in. It's, they got to do that. It's a wrap. Very it's unfortunate how that conference is kind of looked upon. Uh, there's, there's some quality teams, especially with a team that is like the Illinois State, which is at the bottom of the rankings of the of the of Missouri Valley, can still a win at home in, in Terre Haute. You know what I'm saying? Which was kind of like I said, it was kind of big time for them. Um, but like no, the Pirates we don't see that particular conference as a two team conference. You know what I mean? Without, you know what I mean? So that yeah, at this point, they're gonna have to play their damnness and and win the whole tournament. Okay. Okay. What is Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, is in attendance tonight for IU's game against Nebraska? Uh oh. You looking for talent? Uh, I bet you were. I bet you got a relative on staff. I bet you. Could be. Could be. Um, real quick, John, before we go, I, I put some odds together. Uh, NCAA basketball odds right now, current from DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, UConn wow. five to one, Purdue seven to one, Houston eight to one, Arizona twelve to one, North Carolina eighteen to one. I feel like those are kind of your your teams that uh, you can get twenty four to one on Kentucky. I just don't know. How, mm-hmm. There's days Kentucky looks good and they're beatable, and then there's games where it's just like, what what the hell is this a whole different team? So well, like I can I, see them I, making a run. Right. It's gonna be really the hottest team that whoever makes the tournament. Like, yeah, you know, they, and they get and it gets hot, man. There's, 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 there's definitely like uh, a way if you watch enough Purdue get, Purdue basketball games, you would say, yeah, I can see even given what they, they they've done in the past, right, and kind of laying the egg. But there's what there's no way you can look at Purdue and say, hey, man, if they if you, they they shouldn't win two weekends. Uh, you can say the same thing about Marquette. You say thing about you know saying UConn. Um, these are the top teams for a particular reason. I think the the, the best two teams are still it still is UConn and Purdue. And then on the, um, and then on the outside, could the, could the team like Arizona get hot because they have enough of everything? Dynamic you know some dynamic point guard play uh, from right. from uh, uh, from the Love Kid, and they you know saying they got some other they got some other pro players. Didn't want to go. They didn't want to go to the G League, playing out there in Arizona, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, no, nah, man. Um, but those are, like I said, those are probably top two, three, four teams, man. They are also subject to upsets themselves. They not necessarily perfect. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so, gonna be whoever gets the best layout uh, and through the tournament. Yep. For Darcy. So, so I, I uh, NBA. We more weeks before we grow that out. Yeah, exactly. NBA odds, uh Celtics right now the favorites, uh two to one. 
Nuggets are four to one. Clippers Clippers are set or third eight to one uh, or five to one. Excuse me. The Bucks are seven to one. The Suns thirteen to one. The Knicks then are twenty two to one. They're the fifth favorite or sixth favorite to win the title. Pay, and then it's Lakers at ten. Uh, at three thirty to one. Warriors at forty to one at fourteenth overall. And Pacers one hundred twenty to one seventeenth out of the league. So. Um, yeah, the, the odds right now are saying Celtics Nuggets um, with Clippers and Bucks being the uh, other two teams in the conference finals. So we'll see. Uh, we're getting in a great time of, of, of sports, college basketball, NBA playoff times coming near uh, heartache yep. and a heartbreak. So we'll, we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. We've got NFL free agency, NFL draft. John Birdsong is going to be all over the NFL draft with his mocks. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, a couple more weeks, man. We'll, we'll be hearing those buzzer beaters more, more, more often, man. So uh, get ready for the get ready for the madness, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Scott K. Nichols State Farm Insurance for being our sponsor. I want to say thank you to Mavis Custom Motorsports for being our sponsor uh, as well. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, the Indianapolis Recorder and Danny Bridges. Uh, <laughs> For chopping it up, man. Y'all went down a wormhole of racing, and whatever questions I literally, Brandon, whatever the questions that I was going to ask them, y'all had already asked. Boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? So it was a wormhole between NASCAR, IndyCar. If you didn't get school, if you, if you go back and listen to that, because that, that's a lot of information, especially in, like I said, both those seasons are starting. You know what I'm saying? But like I want to say, like I said, I want to say thank you to Andy Bridges from the Indianapolis for calling in tonight, man. Like he's definitely solid friend of the program. Uh, outside of that, man, we want to say thank you also to the folks for chiming in uh, on the Facebook Live. Thank you for uh, like sharing uh, all the content, man. It helps with the numbers, man. Uh, without with that being said, Brandon, uh, episode 289 was another instant classic, man. Uh, we're going to do episode number 290 even bigger and better next week, man. With that being said, I'm Jonathan Burstall. That's Brandon Lee. Crossroads Sports. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show. You can find more episodes on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Be sure to like and subscribe for more Crossroads Sports content. Can I give you 30 bucks to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I'll give you an instant $30 discount. That's 59% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body. And let me give you a $30 instant discount right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and get a $30 instant discount to save 59%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I dot com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.